You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday. Ricky, for the first time in close to a year, we didn't have a show yesterday. And that is quite all right. I had a funeral to attend to a little last minute. Um, Couldn't arrange for the show to continue on. And so here we are. But that's okay. You know what? It's okay. Ricky. Good morning. Good morning, my man. Happy to have you back. Yeah, I had so much to talk about yesterday that you know we obviously didn't get to, and um, so I, I just have a lot to share today, a lot on my mind today. Of course, SteadyPicks.com, completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, the whole crew, Sean Brady, and the SteadyPicks system plays, so check those out again completely free to sign up you won't find anything out there that's quite like that like this i should say um other housekeeping news do we have any other housekeeping news we do i gotta give one shout out okay. to donnie boy my man is eight and oh in his last eight picks in college hoops he's scorching hot right now um so just just wanted to give a little round of applause for Donnie. I know everybody's pretty fired up who's been riding this wave with him. So good job, Donnie. Another 2-0 last night. Yep, fantastic job. Again, less about the 8-0. I care less about that. What I do care about is 84 for 66, 56% plus 13 units. That's a fantastic little record for the season which I care more about last season 64 percent he he won with a smaller sample size this year he's really got the pedal down 13 units 56 percent I'm a big and there'll be uh, eight no two great. more added up to that time those aren't updated oh so this will be two more wins so it'll be 86 and 66 yep and two two pushes um, so yeah, just, I like to acknowledge not only ain't no is great, but last season, this season, last two seasons of success, that's what you want to see. And that's what he's gotten us. So fantastic job. Um, fantastic job there. Yep. Um, one other side note. Yes. Tom. Oh, I suffered a really bad beat last night on Arizona state. Not sure if anybody played it or saw it, but uh, you, you guys, if you want a little morning comedy, head over to social media Jeez. and uh, check out how that ASU game ended. 
Oh, boy. Nah. Unreal. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> it seems like you always today, find yourself, Tom? you always dig yourself into these, I don't know how you get there. You always get there with these uh, bad beats somehow, Ricky. The late night sweats, the bad beat. Yeah, it's 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 bad. I'm definitely one of those guys, but I've gotten lucky a few times this year too. So, we'll we'll we've seen it both ways. What do we have today, Ricky? We've got a lot to get to. I want to talk about, you know, we talk about shopping around all the time, and you know, on the show, we're, we as we discussed last week, we talked about tracking your picks. Um, had a couple good questions on Twitter come in because of that, so that's fantastic. So what we'll do is. I'm going to try and bring a little educational piece to the table most days. So today we're going to talk about odds trackers um, briefly. I've got a bunch of tennis picks. I can't believe I haven't been sending in the tennis plays um, because we've been doing really well this week. And we got two tournaments going, Guadalajara and uh, Do- Doha. I don't know how to pronounce the other one. But we've been doing really, really well. We've had a couple of big dogs cash, and uh, I can recap a couple of those and give the plays for today. I've got college basketball to discuss. Ricky's on the fence with a play. I've got a few plays myself that we'll, that we'll post um, using that model that, that we've been keeping an eye on and adjusting throughout the season. So a couple of plays there that I really like. Let's talk some hoops, Tom. Let's dig into college hoops. Very good. What play, Ricky, you mentioned you have a play that's kind of out there that you may like, but you're on the fence about. Give me what game that is, and I'll see if I had a side or any thoughts on it. All right. So the game I've got my eye on is Arkansas and Florida. This is a one-point spread Games being played in Florida. A um, couple notes about this game. Both teams are coming off of huge wins on Saturday. Arkansas beat Tennessee at home. Florida actually knocked off Auburn at home by a point. So, you know, both teams riding high right now. Um, in terms of just some betting notes here, too, Tom, it's interesting that this Florida team, while they've been a bit disappointing. They've kind of been a roller coaster this year. They've been unbelievable at home. They're 12 and 3 at home on the season, and like I said, they just got a, a huge win against Auburn there. That being said, I I feel pretty good here just looking at the numbers that Arkansas is the better team for those who like like Kempom and stuff like that. Arkansas is 19, uh Florida's 51, so you know, there's a pretty big discrepancy between the teams and, you know, the metrics within. But I just got burned in this same spot, Tom, taking uh, Auburn on Saturday against Florida. So that's that's what's making me a bit hesitant here is like, you know, did I not learn my lesson on Saturday with this Florida team at home? Or is this the perfect letdown spot after a big win? Um, Very nice. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. The thing is, so I I have this game at two and a half. Should be a two and a half point game. 
So laying the one, one and a half with Arkansas is what I would do. Again, you look at their adjusted offensive defensive numbers from different places, Ken Palm being one of them, other places that are credible in the space, and their adjusted offensive numbers are literally identical this year. Two of these teams. Mm-hmm. Where the difference is is the defense. Where Arkansas's defense has been a bit better than Florida, and that's going to ultimately work out to give Arkansas the edge here. That's kind of how this gets calculated. Pace wise, tempo wise, Arkansas likes to likes to move. Right, they like to run the floor a little bit. They've got a Pretty pretty darn high tempo. Adjusted tempo, that is. So when I look at all that, I do lean Arkansas here a bit, but I, I didn't play it. So here's the thing, Tom, as I'm thinking this through a bit more, and I want to also thank everyone who took some time to send in a message or answer to the Instagram question yesterday about the live betting show. Ton of feedback. Really appreciate you guys. That show's coming very soon, so we'll touch on that another time. But with that being said, Tom, and hold on, I want to pull this up real quick. And the problem is, I, I'm, I didn't see the post, so you'll you have to forgive me for my, my ignorance, but I didn't see the post. The live betting is really hard. Live betting is really, really hard. If you can do it, all the respect in the world, because it's definitely possible to beat to beat live betting. It's just really I, hard. See, I kind of disagree, Tom. And uh, this this is one of those games where I want to present a little live betting angle here because this is a one point spread, and rather than you know, flipping a coin here and taking a side, what you might be better off doing. And I had a lot of success this weekend uh, doing this, Tom. And, you know, I know that's a very small sample size, so I'm not trying to say, like, off one day, you know, this is a good strategy. But by waiting till this game starts, maybe one team starts on a 5-0 run, you know, whatever, maybe – one team pulls ahead early, but if you attack these games within the first couple minutes when, you know, like when you're talking two minutes into a half, not, I, I get it. Like maybe Tom, the numbers don't line up having, you know, Florida starts on a five Oh run. Maybe that changes things from an expected value point of view, but with the game being so early on, if you can all of a sudden get like, you know, Arkansas plus four or or Florida plus four within the first couple minutes of the game. How can you not love that value, Tom? Because uh, this, I see what you're saying, and on first glance, yes, that's what you would think. But when you when you allow new information into the game, it changes everything. So the way that the sports books calculate the live line is it's all just an algorithm, right? It's a pre-made right. algorithm. So in order to beat live betting, you have to do one of a few things, in my opinion. 
number one and most importantly, you have to realize what the algorithm's not accounting for. What will it not be able to account for, right? It'll account for the score. It'll account for what the spread was before. So you could be pretty confident that, yeah, like in your example, if Florida gets out to a 5-0 run and Arkansas is plus four, you can be pretty confident that the plus four is accurate. Yeah, and let me let me re- like just refine the hypothesis here too, Tom, because my thought isn't like at halftime the values there. This is a two minute window. I'm saying a two to three minute window where I think there might be an edge. And again, this is just a hypothesis here. Right, right. But as soon as any points are scored, the algorithm just updates automatically, right? And shoots out what the new spread should be based on the information and the score. I think the way to beat live betting is to be able to find things that it doesn't account for. Some of those things are injuries. Did somebody get hurt? When you're watching the game, did somebody come up? They went for a dunk. They landed a little funny. They're kind of hobbling a little bit. They look like they might be hurt. That's something that an algorithm's not going to capture. Right? That's just one example. I think you have to find like things like that because just on a tr- on a pure score basis, the algorithm will always be pretty darn close on a point by point basis. Hmm. Yeah, it's something I want to dig in on more, Tom, because yeah, like it could be the biggest tease ever, you know, live betting. For all we know these live lines could be adjusted out of our favor most of the time here. So maybe that would be a good episode one day just to have a a full dive on live betting. I'm not even sure they're adjusted out of our favor. I think they're just adjusted properly. So it makes it very difficult to find an edge like long-term with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's cheating you. Like the spread might be right. But it's, it's tough. It's really close. Yeah, it is too. And what I was doing, all like additionally to this too, Tom, is a couple weeks ago, what I tried to do was get with this same strategy within the first few minutes of the game. I tried to get like money line favorites that fell behind quickly, like within the first two minutes. And I was getting like you know some plus money, some minus one twenty, one fifteen. On these, and truthfully, it, it didn't work out great, you know. So there's a lot of work to be done, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying before we we determine if this is a good strategy or not. But what I will tell you, Ricky, is I think live betting is going to be the the most vulnerable. I think it is the most vulnerable market in all of sports betting right now. If you can figure out how to consistently beat um, live betting. I think there's some money to be made because, again, the market manipulates the the opening line, right? When the line opens, bets come in both ways. The sports books adjust the line based on information. Who's betting? Wh- how much are they betting? What numbers do the sharp people like? Where are they betting those numbers? They shape and mold the line. But as soon as that game starts, and that's, you know, the sports books copying Pinnacle or 
Chris or whatever, but as soon as the game starts, it all just goes to an algorithm, right? There's no, there's no adjustments. There's no monitoring anything. It's okay. It goes to the algorithm. So if you can find what it's not accounting for, let me give you the best example and then we'll move on. But this is a great topic of conversation. The best example I can find, I can think of for this is the, remember the football game? I forget. It was later in the season. This, the NFL game between the Bills and the Patriots where it was really windy. Oh, yeah. Maybe yep. week 14, somewhere in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of something that the live algorithm is not capturing. And that is the fact that there was 40-mile-an-hour wind and in pregame, the guy kicked a field goal and it blew back over his head. <laughs> right? Like... That is something that is not being accounted for in the in the in the live odds. And so okay, so that number, you know, that total closed just came down and down and down all day, all weekend, and it closed at what? Thirty eight or something? Thirty six maybe, I forget. It was in the thirties though, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds about right. And still the under was a good play because these things don't do a good job of adjusting for big changes, right? For big, 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 drastic changes. That wind was a drastic change in the game. And I think people that I respect and people that are out there, I think they just live bet the under over and over and over because – they knew there were no not going to be any points scored in this game. If you watch the game, you say there are no way they are scoring 30 points. There's no way they're scoring 28 points. I don't care what the number. They're not scoring these points. And on top of that, you could also find great value because the wind was all blowing one direction. Right, Ricky? So if I'm going with the wind, I can bet on guys to score the next touchdown. Tom Brady, or uh, not Tom Brady, the Patriots are going in with the wind. The wind is at their back. I'm going to bet them to score the next point because that's not adjusted on the sports book, live odds. That's not adjusted properly considering that Buffalo is going into the wind and literally won't be able to do anything. The only team that's scoring is the team going into the wind when there's 40-mile-an-hour wind. That's something that they didn't adjust live the live market didn't adjust to. Now, did any of that stuff work in that game? No. It actually was it was crazy. But people that did that will do that 100 out of 100 times because the value was there. Yep. No, that makes sense, Tom. Sorry to get on my tangent, but I think that's an important... It's just a, the perfect example of something that could that can be missed. Yep. I like it. I've got four plays in college basketball. Quarter unit on all of them cuz we don't do a lot of college basketball. Quarter unit on all. Quarter so, unit. Yeah, we got one unit. Aren't you the guy who was bagging on me for the half units? Yeah. Yeah, I was. 
right, all right. And I we'll, still we'll let it slide. <laughs> but you know what? Haven't done college basketball in a while. I've been I've been looking at them and I've been updating the the model and. You know what? No, Tom. As a matter this. of fact, I'm going to pause here because you pinned in my head that if it is not the confidence level that you should put a full unit on it, then it should not be a play. And when you pinned that in my head, Tom, I started playing games for a full unit and went cold and blew a little <laughs> bit of my, my college basketball winnings. So I got to heckle you a little here <laughs> and say – should the people really be confident in these if you're only putting a quarter unit on them? They should, but I want to play all four games. I can't pick between the four. All right, all right. So we got to have all four Let out Let it slide. What do you got? First game, a little afternoon. A little afternoon action, 1 o'clock. Uh, which ones that you... North Dakota. University of North Dakota State. That's where we're going. Minus 110 on the money line. It's like a one, one and a half point spread. I like the money line here just to get it done. This was one of the biggest discrepancies of the day on the data. And so that's the first play. Okay. Second play, Northern Illinois against East Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, plus three and a half is the number I got. That was at uh, points bet. We were able to get that. I think it's at BetMGM as well, but definitely over on points bet. Plus three and a half. I have this game, Northern Illinois plus one. Really, really close two teams. Northern Illinois' defense is ever so slightly better. Offense is almost the same. Should be a really, really close game. The other one here that was kind of interesting is the under. I've got this total 133. I see 138s out there. So the total's a, a decent way to go on it. I think it's just going to be a really close, good, good basketball game. Buffalo minus five against Miami, Ohio. That's Miami, Ohio. Buffalo minus five is the best number I found. That was a points bet. There's five and a halfs out there as well, but we can take the five. I've got it should be an eight-point game. should be an eight-point spread. Total spot on, but I'm showing eight points, so we're going... Old Buffalo, minus five. Last one, late night game, out at nine o'clock, Alabama, Vanderbilt. I'm looking at the total here. I've got 146 on the total. You can get a 151 and a half at BetMGM, one of our proud partners for SteadyPicks.com. 151 and a half is the number you can get over there. So I'm going the under. It's the best number in the market by, you know, the half a point. No one else has the 151 and a half. Under. I have 147 is the number I came to. So there you go, Ricky. There's some college basketball. Donnie would be proud, I think. 
Yeah, it's, it's so funny because the listeners, Tom, hearing you and I talk about college basketball, they're they're thinking like, can we get Donnie on here to, to give these picks out? But don't worry, we we're working too, guys. We're working too. This, they're going to be solid picks. Um, Tom, I I put in a little futures ticket in college basketball too. Oh boy, yeah, March Madness here. right around the corner, so it is about that time to uh to start. And truthfully, yeah, before you keep going here. This is the best time to bet college basketball if you know what you're doing because everybody who was betting the NFL is now betting college basketball. So you have so many people who haven't been paying attention for months trying to bet college basketball and even truthfully a bit of myself here. Although I don't I don't throw myself in that category cuz I've got data which helps not be ignorant. Um, but it, it's, it's normally a great time. If you've been doing well in college basketball, it's a great time to continue doing so. Ricky, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just. Do, we, do you have a features bet for us? Gonzaga, Tom. And. The reason I did it is because I was going through these metrics like top scoring offenses, um, you know, assists, block shots, field goal percentage, like literally every key metric across college basketball. And Gonzaga is either number one or in the top three or four in all of these across the board, Tom. The team is so just such an outlier that. You know, as much as I've never been a Gonzaga guy, I've literally never bet Gonzaga to win before. I think this is the year that I, uh, you know, my chips will be on them. So you are suggesting so taking, in the very beginning broke up, but Gonzaga to win, to win the tournament is what you're thinking, what you're looking at. Correct. At plus, plus 400, just as. Ugh, Ricky. Half unit play, Tom. Oh. We're just getting in a little bit, getting some Gonzaga stock. That's all it is. A little bit of Gonzaga stock. Oh, Ricky. I don't you know. Gotta look at the numbers. Though, I believe Tom. you. I believe you. But it's a hard tournament to win. It's really hard to win this thing. No doubt. And, you know, one could argue that this year. It's probably the most open it's been in a long time. I mean, that Gonzaga team was loaded last year that lost to Baylor. But, yeah, I don't know, Tom. I do feel like the price isn't necessarily right at plus 400. Looking back, you know, are they that much better than the next best team? Maybe not. But I really think they're they're going to be there. So, it's Why eight not? to one on the next closest. That's Kentucky and Arizona are eight to one. Duke, Purdue, Auburn, ten to one. These are on points bets. So you might find other numbers elsewhere, but Kansas, Baylor, fourteen to one. So a lot of really good teams, fourteen to one or shorter. I just feel like I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe Gonzaga is really that much better when you look at all this stuff. But you know, I look at these other teams that are double, triple, quadruple the price of Gonzaga. And I just find it hard to believe, like, you don't think 
Purdue at double the price of Gonzaga has a shot to do anything? I mean, they certainly have a shot. No question about that. But, like, you know, using Purdue as an example, if you just look at, you know, let's let's look at a couple metrics, like scoring offense, Gonzaga's number one, Purdue is not in the top 50. Literally, not in the top 50. Where, um, do you, where, are, you, where are these numbers from? If I can these ask. are being pulled from NCAA.com. So the, the most official stat platform there is. And it's cool. Like, you guys should go on here. You can filter down the team statistics to a, a variety, you know, tons of different categories here. And I encourage you, just go one by one, and you'll see Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. It's it's crazy. But the thing they're, is, they're Ricky, it has to be adjusted for... It has to be adjusted versus who they're playing. That's why college basketball is so difficult sometimes because everything has to get adjusted back to who the teams are playing or based on who they're playing because Gonzaga obviously doesn't play a lot of good teams. You know, They never do. But, they did earlier in the year, though. Right, but generally their schedule is much, much easier than some of these other teams in the in the ten, Big Ten, everywhere else. Sure. Right. I think that's not that's not outlandish to say. So you kind of have to adjust them back to where they go. So Ken Palm, just for, I think these, the numbers I have here from Ken Palm. Uh, yep. So these are, these are from Ken Palm. And he's got Purdue as the number one adjusted offensive team. Right now, his adjusted offensive rating, if you will. He's got them number one. Gonzaga's number two. Number three, Kentucky, number four. This is so crazy, Tom, because, yeah, like they're they're number one with Ken Palm's adjusted offensive ratings, yet when you factor in, like, whatever the NCAA was, they're not in the top 50. Because like, it's, it's adjusted just weird. for who you're playing and right. how good their defense, their adjusted defensive numbers are. Now, Purdue def- adjusted defensive number, 115th in the country. They didn't play no defense. They stink. Defensive-wise, Tom, Texas Tech. Keep an eye out for them if you like defense. They are number two. The really? team ahead of them. In the- yeah, in the Who's ahead of them? Ken Palm's adjusted numbers. San Diego State. Wow, really? And again, I wouldn't worry about them. Their offense is 174th in the country. Hmm. Shouldn't be any real threat. Yeah, the, the two teams that I, I guess, uh, Tom, that I really just think from a number standpoint, are kind of outliers are Gonzaga and Auburn. And you could argue maybe Arizona. I think those three, you know, those will be my three futures bets, I'll say, most likely. Okay. Um, The other thing here, strength of schedule, 36 for Purdue, 141 for Gonzaga. Gonzaga ranks 141. That's by far the highest in the – 
in the top like 30 or so of Ken Palm's rankings. There's no one else really even past 100 in the top 30 of his rankings. Um, again, you look at opponent offensive adjusted numbers. So who does Gonzaga play consistently? It's six, seven points lower than Purdue. So I don't know. There's a lot that goes into this stuff. What I do, and I can share this, I guess, but, you know, don't be afraid to use other people's stuff is basically what I'm saying. You know, follow them on Twitter. Maybe pay if they have, like, Ken Palm. I pay, you know, you pay for it. You support him. It's fantastic. But don't be afraid to, like, use some some of these people's numbers because you'll never in your life come up with better numbers than what Ken Palm has. Like, you'll never build a better model for this. So the way that I do a lot of a lot of the numbers for college basketball anyway is taking Ken Palm, and this is kind of a lesson for, for those that care about this stuff, but you take Ken Palm, you take Greg Hoops Peterson, um, you take, uh, what's the other one on here? Haslametrics is a good one. So you kind of take all of these data points and you kind of combine them and you could average them out if you'd like. You can add them together if you want. I like to average them out between the three of them, and that gives you, like, a very strong number on a team. So Ken Palm might have Gonzaga rated here. Haslametrics might have him rated over here, maybe a little better or worse, and Greg Hoops might have him somewhere else. When you average those together, you get a good idea of three really respected people in the space and what they think what they have them rated. Because you could argue, oh, Ken Palm has them way overrated. His numbers aren't right on Gonzaga. But when you start to average it all together, Ricky, you get a very sound number that you can be pretty confident in. Yeah, and hey, a lot of that, like, that's what I like to do, Tom, is I like to look at different things and see what checks out across the board. So well said there. That's essentially exactly what you're doing with um, with the you know, different sources that, that track this stuff. So, yeah, again, don't be afraid to, to log on and use some of these. Support these guys if you can. At least follow them on Twitter and tweet at them a little bit or something. But, you know, the, the little bit of money that Ken Palm costs, it's well worth it to, to support him and, and have all that. Yep. Ricky, I wanted to talk about the odds trackers briefly, and then we'll get to the tennis plays. Um, odds track. What do you got? So we get that question a lot. Where do you find all the odds like compared? Which sites are the best? Because there's so many different options out there. Like there are a lot of odds trackers out there. Don Best, obviously, is the most well-known. It's also, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars a month to have access to that odds tracker. Reason being is it's updated real-time from places like Pinnacle and Chris. But they've since lost Pinnacle off of their odds tracker. They don't have Pinnacle anymore. 
So if you must have, and this applies to like 0.1% of people, but if you must have the most accurate, quickest lines, like, yeah, Don Best is probably the one you should use. It updates faster than anything else you'll find. Mm-hmm. Is that worth 500 bucks to you? Nah, I don't know. Probably doubtful, right? Probably not. It's not to me. It's not to Ricky. It's not to, I don't know a single person personally. That's yeah, it. there's a lot of free ones too, which is good. Might not be as accurate, but it'll still, you know, be a good guide. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm, what I think in, you know, it's very rare that people need the up to the second accuracy of Don Best. Like most people do not need that. So good ones that, that we've used before uh, we talked about on the show. I hate to even bring these guys up because that nah, we won't even go down that rabbit hole, but I use odds trader quite a bit. The company is nice guys. We've talked to them before. They're very, very nice. The website's nice and clean. It's very simple. You put your state in. It gives you the lines. Normally, they're pretty accurate from from my experience, and I use this quite a bit. They're pretty darn accurate. Um, and I can recommend though that one for the most part, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. Ricky, do you have any that you use that are out there? I've got like two or three to talk about, but do you have any out there that you like to use or that maybe you would recommend to people that are trying to get into the to line shopping this stuff? Yeah, I use I use the unabated odds tracker and I would encourage everyone to use this, you know, especially because it's free right now. And I don't know if, you know, it always will be. But the thing with this, Tom, not only do they have like Pinnacle, like you said, they have Deck Prism. I think they're the only odds tracker that has them. But um, you can take all the books and you can like slide them and organize them, you know, to your convenience. And there's just a lot of cool features uh, on the unabated one that I like. So that's the one that I find myself using more times than not. And yeah, it's a good one. The, you know, again, there was a lot of controversy over how, um, how up to date it was. Like some people said, Oh, it's not, you know, it's not updating real time. They claim it's real time. Maybe it's not, maybe it is. I'm I'm not sure. But, um, I think it is maybe just a bit uh, delayed or behind, which is okay. It's not, you know, it's okay. And none of them are perfect. That's the most important thing to point out. I have yet to find a unflawed, uh, uh, odds tracker and Don best is going to be the best one your best bet for an unflawed tracker but even now they don't have pinnacle lines anymore so they are a bit flawed if you don't know right. why deck prism pinnacle are important books to to know what their line is is they're they're the sharpest books in the world right they get the sharpest action they have the highest limits most of the time for stuff and they'll they make the market for everyone else. So a lot of these other, you know, especially the legal books, DraftKings, FanDuel, Unibet, Seas, or all, any of them you can think of, 
they pretty much copy Deck Prism and or Pinnacle. I know it sounds crazy, but they'll open their lines with whatever, pretty much whatever that is. Yep. So if you can see a move in Deck Prism or Pinnacle lines before the, you know, before the other books move them, it's generally a good idea. You know, people will do that. That's how some people bet. You know, they treat this like, like a market, right? If I can get a plus six on this game and it's plus five everywhere else and, and all that, that's what a lot of people do. I missed the plus 14 on ASU yesterday by about 20 minutes, and it was the difference in uh, a push versus a loss. So for people, I know we like beat this like a dead horse, but if you can get a half point better at a book, you're a damn fool if you're not taking it 10 out of 10 times and doing that extra five minutes of research just to check a few books and get the best number. You know, it's not, it's not so. Other ones to note that are pretty good. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend this one, but sports insights, the action network group sports insights has an odds tracker. I probably wouldn't recommend it because it's not that, I mean, it's good. It's, it's nice to use, but it's still too expensive for what it is. You're not getting, it's too expensive. It's $150 a month. It's just too expensive. You get access to other stuff for that, but it's it's just not worth it. It's not updating in real time. Some of the lines aren't always accurate. It's just straight up not worth it. When you have, you know, the unabated one that's free for now, and when you have Odds Trader and the other one, which is bet stamp. When you have one of those that you can use, there's just no point to, there's just no point in paying that much money for an odds tracker when there's other ones out there that are just as serviceable. Yep. And one day, hopefully this year, you'll be able to use good old steady picks. We're working on it. So keep that in mind too. Very nice. Okay, tennis plays. Tennis plays, Ricky. We got a bunch. See what we can do today. The two I have going right now, my favorite play of the day was Elise Mertens, plus 170 against Petra Kvitova. It'll be too late for most of you to get down on it, but plus 170. I have her almost as a pick'em coin flip. This was the biggest edge I've seen in, in my tennis in a while, so... We took that for a unit. Like I said, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be too late to get involved in that, but cheer me on. Hopefully that goes well. Plays for later this morning. Jelena Ostapenko, minus 130 off the heels of a championship win last week. Minus 130 for Ostapenko. Arantra Russ, and I am butchering that name badly. I don't know who this is. She's really good, though. Like, she's nice upcoming. It's Roos, Exantra, Arantra. Yikes. It's a tough name, but Roos is her last name. R-U-S, plus 125 here. Against, I believe she's playing Marketa Vondrasova. Victoria Kozmova against Haley Baptiste. Haley Baptiste, the American. She's a lot of fun to watch. However, 
She is very inconsistent. So we'll go with Kozmova. And then the last play, Caroline Dolhide, minus 140. She absolutely owns Lin Zhu. Every time they play, Dolhide just so much better on the hard court. Minus 140 is way too short. That would have points bet. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. That's a lot of plays from Tom. It is. It is. Need a big day out of Tommy Tennis. We'll see what we get. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Again, on Instagram, at, get, at Steady Picks. On Twitter, at Get Steady Picks. I'm at TomLong36 on Twitter. Come say hello. Thank you so much for the support. We'll talk to you tomorrow.